0: I'm Alex
1: Cox, and I'm Savannah Million, and I'm Carly Asmiley, and this is Roboism, a podcast about robots and tech and other stuff and mostly robots. Indeed! Carly, thank you so much for being here! It's such a pleasure
2: to both of you. Thank you for having me. What do you do on the internet and in life? Oh, that is such a sweet question. Um, I do
1: <laughs> I do
2: many things, Alex. Uh, so for my day job, I work at Cards Against Humanity Shipping Wing, Black Box. I'm their head of accounts. But for my night job, uh, I'm a video game developer. So right now I am working on a video game called the Super Patriotic Dating
1: Simulator. So it's a dating sim, it's on Kickstarter It's very, very good It's funny you brought that up because that's exactly what we wanted to talk to you about Oh my god, this just really (laughs) worked out Wow, what an
2: organic thing
0: that's happening right now We all just came into the
2: room, we happen to have microphones on We've just sort of been talking (laughs) so naturally Whoa, microphones,
0: how did this get here? (laughs) I mean, that kind of is how most of my relationships are indeed formed Just like, oh, let's go to have a talk Oh, things things are on now, hmm, all Mm -hmm. right uh, the reason I've I've known Carly now for almost four and a half years, um, and I still can't say her last name because I'm a basic white lady. A smiley, a smiley. Good, a s- you did it. That a was smiley, it. A that was Carly is smiley. Got it. You haven't um,
1: recorded mm. now of saying it correctly. That's so, good. Yeah. one <laughs> time. Got it on.
2: It's like a smiley face. As I, uh, I will tell you this though, so, Alex. I don't mm-hmm. want you to feel bad because. It is definitely a very um, Americanized pronunciation of the name. Uh, When my dad immigrated, they were like, how do you want us to spell this? And he just said, however you think when Mm. you're translating from Farsi to English and then they asked him when's your birthday and he said sometime in January (laughs) so my dad does not have an official birthday We are laughing
0: about we'll do like the 12th. I mean he doesn't
2: care at all he has zero every year he's like just give to charity I don't need presents
0: (laughs) 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 wow so So, yeah don't feel bad I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable because (laughs) (laughs) because I have privilege (laughs) well and the so But really, like the reason uh, we wanted to have you on is because this new dating simulator is so unique and interesting and is very much in our wheelhouse of like feminism and what it means to be a woman in power. So, can you just talk about the game a little bit and why you're creating it and especially like your background?
2: yeah of course um i feel like you know throughout the course of this campaign i've had a lot of really interesting conversations about this um and obviously i like have the pitch that i've told people a thousand times so i'm just gonna try to approach this a little bit differently because you guys are special
0: Um, we we have a uh, pg-13 rating as well also that
2: (laughs) also that um okay so last night I was watching Watchmen, that three-and-a-half-hour movie, and (laughs) (laughs) there's this one scene where two of the characters are having a very romantic encounter, and I think we're all really familiar with how these are usually shot in big-budget movies. Like, basically, the lady is the star, Mm -hmm. and then there's, like, it's hard to tell, but maybe there's a guy in it, too. Really hard (laughs) to even see, but, like, she is the star. And as I was watching this scene, like it reminded me a lot of one of the, like, core premises of where my game came from which i was like hey you know one method like this is I would call a scene that is sick with uh, misogyny. It's ill. It has it has this disease
0: that I. I think we can. I apologize for interrupting, but please. I think we can. Are, are you referencing something that happens in a spaceship? Completely. And was it okay. with the Birdman? Uh, exactly. Uh, years since so I've seen we this. can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yep. And we will put. Ex- I think a lot of people will be familiar with what you're saying, but that will be in show notes. Just wanted to make sure oh, that Alex. we were thinking of the same thing. You're so
2: thorough. That was exactly the what one. a great
0: song that plays over that. Oh my Sorry. god.
2: Who the continue that is, It could
1: have been one of the romantic scenes with the very blue naked man. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I he's my personal fave. Oh, I yeah, hate the owl boy. He's Ugh, such a little he's loser. The worst. <laughs> I am also very much team Ozymandias Like I think oh, he's right.
1: Yes. He's just right. I completely forgot the plot okay. of this thing. I just literally <laughs> last night invested
2: three and a half hours mm-hmm. of my mm-hmm. life, so it's very fresh in my mind. But yeah. to go back to that Sorry, scene, yeah. no, it's perfect. But they. Uh, so I think, like I said, the scene is like. What I would diagnose, Dr. Carly says, sick with misogyny. Mm -hmm. And there are two ways I think that we can approach that to make it better. And I think one way is something that I've been seeing a lot right now that I think is really positive where they objectify the female character less. You know, mm-hmm. our female characters are more well rounded, they're more three dimensional, they're more human. And I think that's an amazing route to go. But as a selfish person and as a straight <laughs> lady, I was like, another way is like maybe a more egalitarian or a more female focused depiction of these romantic scenes. You know, mm-hmm. like that guy, as much as Night Owl is like a little idiot, like he's still hot. Like, I would like to appreciate him in the way that we can appreciate other people. Mm-hmm. And so. My game, the Super Patriotic Dating Simulator, uh, takes that whole premise of sort of celebrating male beauty and um, romantic feelings uh, for men. And the other thing that it directly addresses is Middle Eastern politics, which we've just barely kind of skirted around so far, but... The game is about this young 19-year-old CIA agent, and her name is Elodie, and she's blonde and American and just, like, full of bright, young energy. And the CIA assigns her to go undercover uh, and infiltrate the terrorist organization ISIS and take them down from the insides. And she arrives and is, uh, much like James Bond, conducting this sort of espionage mission, which is, like you know, like she's working her way through the organization, uh, but she, to her surprise, finds that the men of ISIS, though, completely morally indefensible, <laughs> are not aesthetically indispensable, but they have some value maybe to her and to certain parts of her uh, gender expression.
0: Correct me if I'm, I'm wrong. You're Iranian American, correct? Or oh, your dad right. is? You know what?
2: You asked me that question. I forgot to give you that answer. So, a lot of where this came from for from me, from me was sort of, as I was talking about Watchmen, it's kind of the lens I have towards the world as a feminist and towards, like, celebrating the female gaze. But additionally, um, so I am an Iranian-American person. Um, Iranian-American is the term I use uh, for white people, but I like to call myself Persian when I'm talking to other Persian people. <laughs> uh, so I am Iranian-American, and my dad immigrated from Iran uh, when he was 18. He came over... Um, And I actually have a white mom, so I am biracial, and I grew up in this sort of, like, um, I don't want to say divided, but that's definitely what it felt like, this sort of culturally divided home where um, my mom really brought this, like, really strong sense of American patriotism and American culture and had been steeped in that her entire life. And, like, my dad was very, very invested in making sure my sister and I were, like, exposed to Iranian culture and like Iranians and Persians ourselves and I remember I feel like if this is a good illustration uh so we had a Sadie Hawkins dance in our high school which is where the girls will like ask the guys right mm-hmm. and my, I remember my sister was three years older than me and she went to the f- her first Sadie Hawkins so she asked the boy and they go to the dance and on the night of the dance uh my dad just was sitting alone in the dark drinking because he was so sad that his daughter was doing this.
1: Oh my god. It
2: was so offensive and unthinkable to him that that would be the role that she would take even in something as mm. silly as a high school dance. Mm. And I think that that was like one little moment. really, You know, my, my childhood was built out of a million little moments like that of just kind of being in between mm-hmm. these two cultures and right now right in this moment with our current administration and with a lot of the current policy that is active, um, you know, my family has just been directly affected. Half of my, Mm -hmm. half of my family is in Iran and the anger and the emotion that came out of that uh, made me want to write this game. It made me want to write a game about how white people think of ISIS and the Middle East. And it brought that kind of strength out of me. And, yeah, it's interesting to talk about because um, I feel like this game really is a reflection of, like, all of the different parts of me. The lady part, the <laughs> ethnic part. <laughs> the, the American part. part. <laughs> yeah. The American part, exactly. I, um, but I do really enjoy talking to it. I'm really proud of it. You should be. Well,
0: thank you. One thing that has sort of... Um, did we mention that it's on Kickstarter right now? It's
2: That's- on Kickstarter. Right. <laughs> Immigrantfather.com. <laughs> oh, you have
0: multiple but, URLs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and what I find so funny about this, like the the Kickstarter, is a lot of people seem really, they're really uncomfortable it, uh, comfortable about it. But not because of the name, which is... a. Hilarious, obviously, <laughs> uh, and the, the censored part and the just the <laughs> patriotic taste The normal part. The normal, the, the PG-13 <laughs> part. But why do you think some people have, uh, like, it, do you think that people are reacting sort of the same way? Like, I was joking, like, I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. But is it just that, like, the game industry and the indie game industry is just so white and so confused by this beautiful piece of art you've made that's a really good question
2: and i think we could have big conversations hashtag big capital b about just sort of how the internet perceives things or even just how the gaming industry perceives things and frankly i think it's a little bit too wide of a question for me to answer Mm. but i'll tell you this discourse hashtag discourse (laughs) Um, (laughs) i'll tell you this This game has been uh, posted to a lot of different uh, circles. Like Mm -hmm. it's been on 4chan and Kiwi Farms and also like Tumblr and Twitter and Reddit and everything in between. And something I'm really proud of is that every single forum on which it's been discussed, there have been people both who it truly resonates with Mm. and who they who find it funny and who the satire resonates with or people who just don't. Mm -hmm. And I think that this was actually something you know Alex and I both we met when we were working at Cards Against Humanity and something that Josh Dylan, one of the Cards founders, once said to me is, "Uh, it's it's bad satire if everybody gets it." <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so like, true. It like was yeah. totally
2: like I I'm, mm-hmm. that is you know kind of the approach I took to this is I didn't really expect everybody to immediately resonate with it. I think it's the kind of joke. That pays off the more attention that you give to it, and that some people mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. might not be down for. Like, I'm not down for any jokes about how red-haired women are hotter than brown-haired women because I'll cry and freak out and think about my ex-boyfriend and like die. Like, I can't. <laughs> it's it's the stupidest little thing, but it's just I think it's very fair to everybody to have their own subjective boundaries, whether it's like a silly one like that or if it's something that is, um, you know, maybe more loaded. So I don't. I never thought this was going to be something that all white people would like, but some white people like it. <laughs> so.
0: Well, I just, I don't, and, and I'm real down on men this week. <laughs> sure. Me too. It's a it sure. bad Monday. week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's Monday evening and already I'm like, mm, pass. <laughs> uh, and I, I guess I'm wondering if you've seen backlash from mm, not so much people who don't understand it because- who cares Um, sure sure, totally but but folks who do understand the satirical nature or middle middle eastern folks who are sort of i don't want to say offended because that's kind of a silly like they they take issue with your art in a certain way sure
2: um this was really interesting to me actually about 80 percent of our backers are female Mm -hmm. um and I was not sure how that was going to shake out um, because when mm-hmm. I launched the campaign, I thought, uh, you know, I thought that everybody was going to love my baby the way I loved it. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, like, even though the art in this game is very much intended for the female gaze, like, mm-hmm. that doesn't prevent me from playing a game if it's written from the male gaze. If that was the case, that I was
1: all i was limited to exactly
2: (laughs) like i wouldn't have played games Mm -hmm. and so i was like okay well i hope that won't you know prevent men from playing it and at the same time the sense of humor in it is so like it's just it's clearly not just an age game you know Mm -hmm. like it is something Mm -hmm. that is really satirically loaded and i would call it more of a comedy game before i would call it like an adult game or anything like that because that is Mm -hmm. the point Mm -hmm. um And so, yeah, I was I was curious to see kind of whose sense of humor aligned with it. And it made me really happy to know that this resonated just statistically with mostly women like that, because in many ways, I'd say that's the major audience that I was writing for is people who could relate um, in a specific way to just one of these angles. You know, I know it's it's covering a few. Um, And so fun. Savannah, you backed it. I did. Thank you. I hope it, I hope it happens, Alex. I think you did too. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. There's just so many people. It's yeah, hard to get drunk. <laughs> Thank you guys for doing that. That
1: is so nice of you. Of course.
0: Thinking about what our boss Josh said mm-hmm. uh, that you know it's not good satire if people don't get it. I remember. I think this was like years ago when you first told me what the game was about, um, and I was like. Hmm. That sounds like Carly. And then like I literally spit out my drink because like once it, it it's like one of those things where it it just takes a second, which is my favorite kind of comedy where you're like what? Oh god, it's brilliant. Um, and I'm actually curious now to like, I like I I agree from what I've seen and read of the game it's definitely more of a humor game than like an adults espionage situation. Totally. Uh why a uh, why humor instead of something darker or more serious? I know that that's like a very cliche question, but I also know that you'll have a good answer to
2: it. I'd love to answer. Um, I also believe it's pronounced cliche. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but, I'm sorry, I had to do it to you. Um, but <laughs> I'm told it is, it is a good question, and I think that. You know, that that's just what came out of me. You know, I've mentioned that the feelings that this was kind of founded on were Mm -hmm. ones of exact. That's why I think it's a good question is that it was founded on feelings of anger and Mm -hmm. limitation and powerlessness as an Iranian person and as a woman. Mm -hmm. And I think that that coalition of feeling from those two different components of my identity. Um, I chewed it up and what I spit out was just with just these jokes. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the most insightful and honest way to approach these topics. Um, and I just, I guess that it might just be a component of my personality or where I am right now. I was just a young, beautiful twenty-four-year-old of just like <laughs> I just don't want to write. An 80-page essay on how sad I am. Like, I just don't.
1: I'm really thankful you (laughs) didn't. (laughs) Right?
2: Like, I get so sad on a daily basis that I, like, need the energy of
1: humor to engage with Mm -hmm. a topic. Like, I think the humor makes it more accessible in that way, too. Because, like, if it was serious, you, I don't know, I don't know how many people that would resonate with, you know? Mm -hmm. That's a lot to ask of, like, come on my uh, super, like serious downer game
2: (laughs) story. Savannah, that's such a good point. And what you completely just activated in my mind, what you remind me of, is John Oliver. You know, I love Mm. Last Week Tonight. I really do. And I think that he approaches some of, like, the biggest, most boring, complicated, downer topics and that it takes that kind of tone to keep people with it.
1: Yeah, to keep it palatable.
2: Exactly. And, yeah, and to keep it fun. And I think that humor is insightful as well. Um, It is a little bit sharper and maybe... I have trouble writing from a non-pedantic standpoint when I'm not making fun of myself.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so, you announced your game, and mm-hmm. it's been like, a little bit divisive mm-hmm. amongst the whole like, audience that has received it. Have you gotten any feedback that's made you like, question any of the decisions that you've made? Or has it like strengthened your resolve?
2: Uh, so, here's the thing. We are four days out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Kickstarters sometimes will spike. At those last couple of days and it's always really exciting and Mm -hmm. it has been an incredible month. Um, Looking just purely at the numbers, we probably will not reach our funding goal for the campaign. Um, I'm so mad. You know, it's totally okay like there are there's so much to be happy about here mm-hmm. you know obviously it's not like what i had maybe wanted it wasn't my ideal scenario <laughs> but <laughs> i have this incredible community of people like i keep look every time i look at the page i look at the number that's like 600 backers like 600 people or, and change, you know, like, believed in this and believed in me. And they're not, like, just my friends or people who are being sweet. It's, like, strangers that have no obligation to me. And when I look at that, it just f- fills my freaking little heart with joy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so I think that to answer your question um, a lot of people have been giving me a lot of advice about what they would have done and rarely solicited uh, i rarely solicit advice on public forums i usually go direct <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> interesting um and i have to be honest with you this is something that i'm still emotionally processing mm-hmm. because people always speak about these things with an authority of like jesus christ himself like it'll be like <laughs> people will be like oh well the obvious issue is like this one detail and if you would have done that thing differently wait then... the gaming
1: community is like that <laughs> i know Savannah, I
2: know <laughs> i know you're gonna about to fall out of your chair
1: <laughs> i'm shocked
0: <And> the <laughs> thing hold is, on to your butts everybody
2: exactly i don't want to like I don't want to dunk on these people too hard because I do think that a lot of them are, like, trying to engage with it and want it to exist. And I really appreciate their honesty. Like, that is helpful. But also as a creator, like, this is something that I really learned. And I think that you two probably know as, like, podcast hosts and creators yourselves of, like, when it's your thing. When it's your baby and you're the one that has to make the call, it's a lot harder to make those choices. And it's not quite as simple as, like, well, obviously, everyone have just done this one thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, it's so condescending. Yeah, it's really hard to, like, separate out, like, legitimately good feedback and mm-hmm. uh, just, like, people being people. I don't know.
2: Here, you don't. we can take an audience poll. Does this sound good? Okay. 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 Alex and Savannah, I want to know what you guys think. Okay. So one of the most consistent pieces of feedback I got was about the campaign tiers themselves. So, you know, when you go to Kickstarter. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I love no. the tiers. Oh, no. I'm pro tiers.
0: I am, I am LOL. That,
2: I thought that was hilarious. I'm so glad you say that. Yeah, um, I, I agree. <sighs> This is one of the... It it does make me laugh, though. So uh, when you go to Kickstarter, obviously, you select, Mm -hmm. like, a tier package. And our $15 tier was just to get the game. And then you get your name and the credits. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the $25 tier, so $10 more... Uh, you get the game and then you have the option to opt out of having your name in the credits. It's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> what we call the identity production tier. Um, it's so good. You're so sweet. I found this hilarious. Yeah. I thought it was, I didn't expect anyone to get it, you know? I thought it was just like a fun joke. Yes. And um, a lot of feedback I've gotten is people being like, that's not the space on the page for the jokes. Like, the jokes should be on the other part of the page oh, and it delegitimizes they're just mad the project. they didn't think
1: of it first. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. So I think that's another interesting internet thing is that yeah. like on the internet Kickstarter page, like if you printed it out, highlight the areas where it's Which
0: okay. <funny>. Oh no, you embodied your entire game in the campaign. <laughs> oh. I look
1: forward to your TED talk about yeah. the <laughs> correct places to make jokes. Legitimately
0: on the page itself. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Do you, ha- have people given you crap about the $5000 pledge and reward? Pick a part of the page. Yes, people have given me i about
2: it. <laughs> I'm just. It's Monday night. I can't lie about it anymore. But it's okay. Like, God. again, I love hearing people engage with it. And honestly, at, at a certain point where, like, maybe I think that a natural creative bias I have is, like, if I make a decision, I tend to think, okay, I thought this out and it's right. And I think that that is, like, it's important to have that kind of confidence. But I bring up the tear thing because a lot of people have said that to me. And I am happy that I structured the campaign the way I did because I think it was funny and it was like a good experiment with this. But if I was coming back to another Kickstarter campaign, I don't know if I would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's, really, it's really something to consider of kind of like, how far do you want the voice and the reach of this project to expand? You know, like another very mm-hmm. good example of that was like, the goal is $42,000 and 60, or $42,069. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: It which is, is exactly how much good job doing the research of <laughs> finding out exactly how much it'll cost well it was
2: gonna cost my finished budget for everything with like the kickstarter fees and like mm-hmm. paying my artists as well as i possibly could and all of that was around 44 grand and so
1: i yeah. took oh. <laughs> the sixty nine is for padding. It's s- mm-hmm. well, yep, yep, unexpected yep. costs. I <laughs> actually put some of my paycheck towards the budget
2: so I could lower the goal ah! from forty four <laughs> to yes! forty two. And like, because I thought that people would laugh oh, at that yeah. and that would be fun. But again, I think that I really hope this doesn't come off as like any kind of complaining because I really have had the best month and the reactions to it have been some of the most interesting and fun parts and i'm just like living libido Loco. over I mean, here you
1: do not you have not sounded bitter at all that's like, so
2: sweet uh, yeah that's not <laughs> that's a just, vibe. <laughs> that's, that's just, that's just me <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well i've i've seen some people criticize the price not because of i enjoy the joke <laughs> very much but like saying like oh my god this is so expensive." and
1: I don't. People do that with every game Kickstarter. I know,
0: but it's uh, which I don't understand because, well, I do understand because you know, Mm -hmm. listeners again, hang on to your butts. Gaming community (laughs) maybe not not, supportive of
1: creators, (laughs) not known as being the nicest of the communities.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, not the best towards um, women and minorities of any type, so, Mm -hmm. you know. um, Hey,
2: people have been really nice about my boobs. Everyone (laughs) keeps commenting about them. Dang it, we're not allowed to talk about that. Oh, no,
0: yes we can. Cut that out. Okay, cool. That's fine. Unless you want me to cut it out. No, it's hilarious. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and I really like the, uh, and, and by like, I mean, I'm infuriated by folks who critique not just um, your expertise in what it takes to make a game, but the the fact that you work for a company that's so integrated with Kickstarter mm-hmm. and you've been a part <laughs> of so many, like, uh, successfully f- fulfilling so many Kickstarters. It's almost like you're the the, the head of, of a company, like you're the head of the department that does that. Uh, I'm fine. Um That was cute.
2: I like how passionate you got about that. Well,
0: yeah, I just feel fired you. up. You're great. I, I fire just it up cocks. Get uh fiery, fiery cocks. That's what they called. I don't know. I didn't say anything. Um and I guess what the, and another reason I really wanted to have you on is because, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we've kind of been like feminism light on this show just because there hasn't been. I love that flavor
2: of LaCroix.
0: <laughs> 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 it's my fave. I'm uh, sorry. It's there, feminism light. Oh, God. Well, no, only because um, m- there's b- b- so many things to be mad at that, you know. Um, sure. And I was really excited to have you on to celebrate the funding of this Kickstarter and so now I just have what I would like to call righteous anger and I mean I understand it is it is a video game and I know that you're very rational about this of like this is just like a beautiful little piece of computer art but I... Listen,
2: Alex, I hear your pain. Let me come for you. Thank
0: you. Thank you. <laughs> <Can> <laughs> this is you tell very much about me right now, and I need everyone to focus about how upset I am. Are you going to talk about the future? <laughs> I'm going to talk
2: about the future and why things are going to be okay. But they really will be, and I'll tell you why. First, number one, I came. I didn't sit down and be like, I'm going to make a million dollars by writing a video game. Like, I just was, like I said, I was really sad about the travel ban and I have been dealing with my self-esteem and the way I view myself as a woman for you know 24 years and I just sat down and I wrote this it came out of me uh much like a tapeworm. and I <laughs> <laughs> uh I just had it I had this thing that I had made and then the next question was just okay what do I do with it and I decided I want to show it to people and I want to show it to people in the best form So I found an artist and we put this together and we posted it. So that's the first thing is that in general, um, this was an experiment and I think it's been a successful one. Um, The other thing is that a lot of people have talked to me and I got this feedback a lot before I launched. The question was like, who is this for? Mm. Who is your audience? Yeah, And I think I really learned something about the way the internet functions. And frankly, like, this has really been on my mind lately when I think about dog whistling or just like, how yeah. certain communities are so clearly like, sectioned off on the mm-hmm. internet. Um, and like, the, that term, like an internet bubble, Like I think about this a lot, where my game is not immediately, obviously, for one group of people. It is definitely has a specific audience that I wrote it for. I wrote it for people who are Middle Eastern and who are women who want mm-hmm. to laugh at these very real issues. And then I hopefully made it funny enough and good enough that other people who maybe aren't in those specific groups can come to it and like find some value in it. But at the same time, like I think that it is not so specifically tailored to one group of people as a lot of things are and i think that i learned a little something about just how the internet functions and in that i think the way that like simple things like facebook marketing works and retweets work and like maintaining a community works is that like things are getting more and more niche They're getting more and more specific. Like, this is a show about robots. (laughs) No, robots. (laughs) Well,
0: actually, actually, it's robots, feminism, technology, all isms. But yeah, mostly robots, but just not today.
2: See, you guys are doing such a good job, and I feel like, like I'm sincerely impressed at, like, the breadth at which you tackle. Like, you found maybe, like, an emotional core for all of your audience members that unites them. And I attempted to do that, but I think that, like, finding an underlying value rather than, like, a superficial, really tangible value that brings mm-hmm. people together is a little bit of a harder task. Um, so, yeah, I learned – I definitely learned something on that. So, good job, Alex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I think that point is actually kind kind of brilliant. Like we um this show is essentially like Kihi robots like gimmicky. But we 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 try to talk about things that we care about and I, I do think it is kind of an emotional core type thing where, you know, nobody, uh, well, someone always does, but uh, I was telling you like the, the past few episodes we've been talking about, like, scooters. <laughs> yes, uh, scooters and city infrastructures and stuff like that. Um, and it's, it's interesting because this game, while it doesn't have, uh, you look at it, it doesn't feel like it obviously has a, sp- well, actually the thing that I saw when I, looked at it was like the audience of this is our like weird indie uh game circle totally but but it was not written for us and i really like that that sort of art is being put out into the world um Mm. especially because this i think had like it's it has such a potential to educate people in a dark but hilarious way um And you have this great, like, would you call it a thesis statement about why you're making this game?
2: My artist statement at the bottom of the page?
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's so good. It's definitely a thesis. Mm -hmm. And especially, like, I, I, I guess I knew, well, again, like, I thought I knew a lot about ISIS um, from, you know. <laughs> we as, all do. As, as we all do. As a very woke white woman mm-hmm. on the internet. <laughs> sure. Love it. But, you know, you you get to delve into the deeper issues of not just, like, the homophobia and sexism, but what it means to be from this. I'm explaining your game to you. No, I need no, to no, no, no. You're setting me up this. for a good question. I tried, but then I forgot my question. <laughs> Here. Here's your answer. Okay. I don't need it. I don't okay, even good, need good. it. good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say. So this is another thing. I think we've talked a little bit about the specifics of like the femaleness, but mm-hmm. I think there's also like, a, you know, it, it is beyond my identity. Like I don't, or basically I think we've talked about um, step one, which is I am an Iranian American. And mm-hmm. then step three, the game is about ISIS. But I do think there's a very important step to connective tissue between those two things. Um, and I think it has to do with the fact that my mom is white and I grew up in America. Um, The connecting tissue um, regarding ISIS specifically is that I live my life in an atmosphere where most people are not like Alex, an extremely woke, white person. (laughs) Most people, especially in terms of ISIS and the way they talk about it and the way it's discussed in American media and discussed on Twitter, they don't know what ISIS is. They don't Mm -hmm. know what ISIS does. They don't know what they want. They just use ISIS as this very evocative scare tactic for, as a stand-in for all Muslim people or all Middle Eastern people in general. Um, And I think that it's like, again, we're coming back to this idea of media portrayal, but I think it is absolutely true that that is the a huge thrust of what ISIS is used for politically. It's like the way I keep saying it is it feels like ISIS is just brown boogeymen in the desert to a lot of American people. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how they understand it. And then so easily that is the first step towards this like horrible rash of Islamophobia and prejudice that spreads when people truly believe. I mean, like I get pulled over every single time I go to the airport, Mm -hmm. every single time I get my backpack searched and i can't tell you it was probably on the 22nd time where i was like maybe it's a pattern <laughs> maybe there's a reason and i just think that like the 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 real impact of that portrayal and that stereotyping is is very is a real thing. And I think in addition to, you know, just this like negative stereotype that I'm, stereotype that I'm trying to counteract with how ISIS is used as this kind of stand-in, I would like to like make an actual statement about why what ISIS does is wrong and why they are different than other Muslim people and why their fundamentalism is not representative of this religion. Like I would just like to draw really clear lines in people's mind between like a literal terrorist group and then like, a religion that is beautiful and ancient and has as much baggage as Christianity or any of your pick of other religions that are that are major worldwide ones. And yeah, um so good question.
0: Hot take <laughs> from Carly <Yeah. laughs> Smiley. Religion can be problematic. True. That's all I meant to say.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I should have said it that concisely. summary. Uh, so let's all go around and name our religions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: god. The I'm I'm I know that this game is going to exist somehow and <laughs> I'm very excited for it. I feel like I have very much dominated this conversation um because even that I, I'm just so so woke. Uh I <laughs> <laughs> have had so many questions and I'm so excited. Savannah, do you have any other thoughts? Uh I uh
1: no <laughs> <laughs> I have questions I, for you guys. I wasn't as prepared as <laughs> Alex, <laughs> as the story of the podcast.
2: <laughs> I think you guys are ultra prepared. Oh, thanks. I think you're amazing. Here, I, this is what I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. Um, Savannah, I specifically have been thinking about how my game like fits into roboism and tech specifically. So here's my question for you guys. How do you feel about... The, I, I don't know if you've had an episode about this, so if you have, stop me and I'll ask a different question. But I have my dream for this game would be to someday allow you to do it in VR. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm oh, wondering no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you think uh, that there is like a tangible future for VR relationships from a female gaze? Can oh you yeah, imagine that vividly? Mm-hmm. Yes. yeah. I feel like tell me your fantasies. Um,
1: I feel like just because I I'm not super optimistic about things, mm-hmm. uh, it's <laughs> not gonna it'll like VR relationships will happen before VR relationships for the female gaze will happen. Sure, of <laughs> but, course. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm I mean, my mind immediately went to Dragon Age because I oh. fell in love with the Dragon Age character. So mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. uh, just having had that experience, like, oh yeah, like uh. Um dating sims in v r is that makes a lot of sense, and someone will do it. <laughs> the thing
2: that I really wonder about is that you know the, the, to me it's not a it 's not a coincidence that this is a dating sim that 's like you know a text based game you know it 's not mm-hmm. a mechanically based game like M- Dragon Age is a little bit more right. I think a lot of what is made and created for the female gaze is like more correlated with writing and with words, with that medium, than the visual medium. And I don't fully know where why that is. I think I have a some theories about it, but that has always kind of been one of the things I tackled with this and that I really think about for kind of the future of adult content for women is women is what mediums actually speak to them. Mm-hmm. What of all of this beautiful plethora of tech, you know, like <laughs> what is what is the best fit for the majority of people? And obviously, you know, it's there's there should be a content in every medium, but, um, yeah,
0: I don't know. I think the numbers don't lie. Yeah. That's interesting. What I've been thinking about sort of, um, well, when, when we wanted to have you on, uh, because uh, obviously this entire game is scripted, so it doesn't have any sort of artificial intelligence or stuff like that. But once being able to program neural networks and AI becomes more accessible, like you as a writer are I I'm going to assume just like jump all over that and what I'm really interested in is how that writing leads to more um unique dating simulations and and relation you know I I I, totally. do, I say dating sims because you know that's what's going to sell first but um like relationship uh, like not randomly generated, uh, relationships, but like tailored, but through a neural network, um, especially through something like, are you familiar with the magic leap headset? Yeah, of course. Uh, I don't know if you're kidding or not, because, I, <laughs> because everyone was like, Alex, how have you not heard about this? But it's, it, it's another VR uh, ha- headset, but it's mm. much more about, like, um, mixed VR, so, like, uh, a, a lot of um, augmented reality stuff as well. Sure. And so I sort of wonder that this actually came to my mind recently of... Are women going to like binary women, uh, tr- like trans or not? Just folks who identify as women. Are they going to prefer something that is a little bit more rooted in the in the real world? Because the adult content that's written for women, I think that there is so much fantasy in, or not so much, but like. um
1: Storytelling. How do I?
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of storytelling, but there is, still is like an element of truth and humanity, whereas uh, a lot of binary guys just kind of want to um, it's in finish yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as quickly as possible sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so I guess mm, that is a really good like sort of meditation on like what is the future of artificial relationships going to be friendships the funniest so thing I
2: can think of is that if I, as a first-time coder, make this game and accidentally create like a neural network, oh. or
0: intelligence, I would <laughs> watch that sci-fi like, movie. Totally. <laughs>
2: Oops! I think this is the easiest. No, I. Um, you
0: accidentally create a super spy. Yeah. That... <laughs> it's like an actual. Yeah. Like, it'd be perfect. I can't wait. But
2: um, yeah, Alex, I think that's so smart. Sincerely, and i'm excited to see how it comes because i think that the um i think that it is just like factually true that so far culturally we have uh been given really different um information about what each gender is and should be and what Mm -hmm. is what what kind of adult content might be correlated with it and this whole conversation, I guess it just makes me really excited, because I think that something, again, to return to this game and its reception, like, uh, there's been this huge variety, but again, just coming back to that number, like, there is, there are people out there that believe in this and that want this, and that are giving this space. And that's another thing I learned, is that, like, when people talk about space on the internet, my misconception was they were talking about, like, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) a retweet or something, Mm -hmm. but I think what I've learned is that it's for me, space really just means finding that community, of mm-hmm. that significant community of acceptance. And, yeah, like I said, those, those people that are with me on this project right now, like, they... And a lot of people, you know, maybe who don't have the means to back it or anything like that, like, they've created the space for this. And... I just hope I can contribute to that and that I just as a single person can continue to like push on that bounds and make that space bigger because I am going to need a lot of this kind of content. I want to clear the way for anybody who wants to make it.
0: I just imagine, imagine or well, not remember, um, I had the privilege of knowing you as a youth Uh, in college and how you took up space and created space for folks like you or people who weren't like you but had different and interesting voices and I'm excited that you are going you get to be a you know shrill loud woman on the internet and that you are taking up space and getting and paving the way for others. <laughs>
2: that's so see, mean. That's the thing. A tr- that, was a, that was a parody.
0: That, that was a satirical comment that everybody got, so it fell flat because it wasn't. It are we reclaiming like the
1: word shrill? No, is that?
0: Well, that was yeah. That was the, jo- the, the joke. Okay, I'm, well, sorry. I'm it, so glad that how I'm explaining dare you it. Dare <laughs> <me shrill. laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, my, my God. God. I
2: tried You're to be so Trill, so and it came out as Seinfeld.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was
2: like, what's the deal <laughs> with being Trill? <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh, my God. oh, my God. No, that was so sweet. Oh. I really, that's so sweet oh, of Lord. you to say. And frankly, both of you have done the same for me. Like you're both creators. I really admire you have found that emotional core with your people and it keeps growing every day. Like a little robot in a robot garden.
0: (laughs) All right. Now we're done. Such a nice (laughs) way of thinking about things. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with everything you just said about Savannah. Oh my God! And with that, uh, you've
2: only gotten worse you at need that. Change by the
1: way, <laughs> like The self-deprecationism I, podcast.
0: I, I, I uh, anyway, um, Carly. I very much look forward to having you back on our lovely program. See, I said how great it was because Savannah makes it awesome. Um, oh my God! To talk about uh, eventually, you know, we've discussed privately my very problematic relationship with Elon Musk, and oh. uh, and uh, once he he implodes. Have <laughs> you seen
1: the latest implosion? Uh, With Azalea? the Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, it is delicious. Oh, juicy.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's me
2: eating up all the drama.
0: <laughs> and that's... Car- Carly's also a scholar on the Kardashians and so many... Oh, my... I'm so... I'll have to so have you back to talk. Oh. This
2: is the one TLDR for Elon Musk. So, in 2017, okay. I did give a brief talk on his Instagram. Yes. And mm-hmm, what I right. did, he had two pictures out of, like, 80 of women. <laughs> <laughs> and also two pictures of his children (laughs) it was was a clear sense of priorities i'll say that Mm. but yeah it'll be fun you guys i would be i just want to say thank you again for having me on this is a beautiful lovely podcast i'd say top two worldwide and
1: um yeah it's such an honor thanks carly thanks for taking time to talk with us love you guys
0: And you can find the Kickstarter at Kickstarter. dot com what? How do it's you It's a long even, link. So
2: immigrantfather. dot com. It's oh,
0: what a good. It, it, did you start an LLC with that name, Immigrant yes. Father Studios? Yes. I just oh. really
2: wanted people to know what I was about. Yeah. <laughs> right
0: away.
1: You could <laughs> probably also google super patriotic dating yes. sim and kickstarter and find a, it if
0: that mm-hmm. sticks in your head better there's or, a lot of things that you could let's say there's a <laughs> lot of things you could google that takes you directly to this game <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: true also we'll probably
0: tweet about it Aww, you guys are so sweet we thank should, you again
1: we could do that we have the power
0: mm-hmm. we do we do uh carly where else can people find you on the internet
2: Uh, They can uh, find me on Twitter. Uh, My handle is just my name, Carly Smiley. Good luck spelling it. Um, (laughs) We'll see if you get there. Let's see how resourceful you are. Um, And then uh, I, that's it. That's all I want to direct people to. All
0: right, Um, I'm on the internet uh, or rather on Twitter at Alex Cox, spelled C-O-X, not the other way. And I'm at Savannah Million and just a reminder that this is Relay FM's membership drive month and it's it's super exciting because Relay is four years old and this like just the fact that we're on this network kind of blows my mind because four years ago I was uh, sitting across from Carly as she was an intern and I had just been hired at Cards Against Humanity We got and... hired on the same day you guys yes, Yeah literally the same day It was uh, so fun. It, it's adorable. It, it, it
2: kind of is. Um, and... By the way someone just commented on the campaign or not on the campaign page but on uh, a thread they said i like your attempt at humor oh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> got, oh, they got me i'm sorry oh boy yeah alex uh. we were hired on the same day it was lovely it was perfect <sighs> and you have been such an important relationship in my life as a friend oh my God, I, and as someone who I really admire, and Savannah, the same is true for you. Aww,
0: and it's please. so hard to cut around this because I'm basically doing an ad read. So, guess I guess oh, you're, you're all hearing this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, no, go back do it again. No, you. you, you oh <laughs> Lord, uh, include the but, compliments. Oh, thank Thank you so much, everybody who's already become uh, a Relay member. If you don't know what that is, you can go to Relay.fm/slash membership. You can get uh, not not only the newsletter but every month there's a secret members only podcast and and i just found this out last week access to 5k uh the the revolution not five thousand dollar wallpapers uh five (laughs) five k wallpapers for your phone or desktop so now i have a beautiful giant robot on my screen uh please 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 Support us there. <laughs> that didn't sound desperate. Uh, however, if you have a choice between becoming a Roboism member or backing the super patriotic dating simulator,
2: become a Roboism member. Uh, no, back this is... the
0: patriotic <laughs> dating simulator. Uh, and yeah, I'm just, w- when does the campaign end? This is going to come out on Wednesday. So the campaign ends Friday, I believe. It ends on Friday. So you've got basically 24 hours. Go right now. Get your butts mm-hmm. into there. We've been asking Thank you to you hold guys. on to your butts. Now, let them need go. your butt to move mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> don't sleep on this
0: <laughs> oh my god that's so sweet uh, well this has been another episode of Roboism thank, thank you, you for, for listening. listening someone help me
1: someone save me I love something I should have never known I'm not feeling I'm not breathing I need someone, someone
2: Can we do it again? I did not know what to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I fake my way through it. Just right, making <laughs> okay, like
0: beep sounds. I love you guys. <laughs> um, Count us right. in. Three, two, one.